Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. I just Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Happy game week. Happy week one to everybody, or week zero, whatever we want to call this. We just had some week zero high school games. We got college games now. And um, I was looking, Aaron Sexton, welcome to the program. You've already been with uh, John Morris. And I know uh, I know we were listening to a little bit of uh, of the, the uh, Dave Aranda news conference. We'll have a little bit uh, more of that for you at about 340 today. Let's kind of check in. I've also got some Cowboys stuff lined up for you. But we'll let you hear a little bit more of what Aranda had to say. We'll do that later in the program today. And... Um, and, and, and I'll react to some of the biggest things that I heard. And um, I'm off to a really good start, Aaron, by the way. I just, you know, I'm, I, I use my phone for everything. Twitter, I'm constantly <laughs> getting updates. And, like, right as we were about to come on, I reach for my phone, and I don't have it. Like, I've entered the studio today without a cell phone. And it, it dawns on you how much life depends on it, you know, and, like, the fact that I don't even have a clock without my phone. So you can kind of keep me on point. I'll furiously run downstairs in our posh studios and, um, and, and, and search for it. But my fear this week as we start this game week, Aaron, is that after I got in a quick some, some laps, did some swimming, that I just left it across town at the, at the gym. I left. I left the phone. Oh, man. Yeah, this could be bad. This could be an issue. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't place it. It's better this time. I think I got a better shot at finding it than a couple of years ago when we went to uh, Elkhart Lake in Deep East Texas, and I was fishing off the dock, and I heard that horrible sound of the phone, my Android, bouncing on the deck, on the dock, uh, and then into 13, deep, 13 uh, feet deep lake water. That is not the kind of lake you swim in, not the kind of lake you're, you're getting some good visibility in. In fact, you're not even allowed to be in the lake, although I did dive in after it and spent the next couple of hours doing a, several dives trying to find it underneath the dock, but never did find it. And, uh, Aaron, I don't, I don't want this to shock you about me. I didn't have everything backed up. So, lost a lot of important numbers and <laughs> Cowboys players and all the things that you would need in life went to the bottom of that uh, of that lake in Deep East Texas. So that, is, that is the worst feeling. I mean, mm, I, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's true in a lot of industries, but especially in our industry, we use our phones so much, you know, and we're on it so much uh, for work and for non-work. I mean, it's just... It's a big deal to not have it, and it's a big deal to lose it and have to replace it. I'm very perplexed. Let's hope I just left it in the in the car. We shall see. Anybody wants to help out, give me ideas of where to look for it. Uh, hit, hit us up on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. 
Whoa, it is a big week, and we got a lot going on, and we're revving this thing up. And uh, Dave Aranda had his news conference today. And at 20 after, I'm going to kind of give you some of my initial thoughts on what he covered and some things that stood out to me. And we'll listen to some of it as the day unfolds. Um, This is all popping back into my head. I do remember reaching out to my friend, the beat writer for the Cowboys, Aaron Clarence E. Hill, to ask him if he would join us at 340 today to talk about the Cowboys. I did that at a stoplight on my way home. All right? So I think the phone has to be like somewhere within uh, about 100 yards of me right now. Okay, see, that's good news. You didn't leave it at the gym, which would have been bad. Okay, I got every (laughs) – I'll just continue to update people as I have random thoughts on where this thing might be. But it's hard to go through a day without your phone. But I'll have a lot. At 20 after, uh, Aaron, and and you got to hear some of this because uh, the John Morris show, you all just said, hey, what the heck, let's just play. Let's just play. But I understand, Aaron, there were some – you all were having some technical issues over there. Do we need to play some of it on our program, or did everybody get to hear that on John's program? No, I understand that y'all had some things dropping out on you. Yeah, we lost John for a minute, but we did get to hear all of Coach Aranda's uh, part of the press conference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a couple things that stood out to me, and um, at at 3:20, I'm going to kind of break it down for you. Okay, I'm not going to replay the whole thing for you, but I've got some thoughts on different aspects of this team. And where I think, when I read between the lines, where I think Dave is a little worried and where I think he feels supreme confidence. Now, last year, of course, I had Dave Aranda on every single week. Our station did. And uh, that was fun. That was fun. And then I fell in a ditch and broke my neck and back. And uh, we didn't have him anymore. I think Tom ended up finishing up for me. But, uh, but yeah, every single week we had Dave Aranda and uh, right after the deal, I, this week's this year's going to be a little different than that, but we will have him some throughout the season. We're going to kind of break it up a little bit, but uh, we're still kind of getting all that uh, together. Uh, Aaron, we did have some people leave us. I've been meaning to say something about them, um, not our station, but people that I really love, man. Taylor Bryan, the longtime football SID at Baylor. I say long time. It really wasn't that long. But I think in dealing with me, it probably felt long for him. Uh, he has gone on to the University of North Texas. He got some kind of big-time position with them, and he's moved on. And, and he was a great friend and, boy, got us what we needed. I mean, that's why we had Coach Aranda so much, and I appreciated him so much. And, uh, and, and Taylor Bryan has moved on. He's at the University of Texas. So, Aaron, he has promised me. Anytime we want the UNT, who is that, Seth Luttrell? Anytime we want Seth Luttrell at UNT, we can have him, all right? So, if, if uh, Aaron, if you want to hear from the UNT, I bet we have some UNT grads out there. Hit us up on the, uh, on the uh, collision, CNC Collision Center text line if you want to hear from the coach at UNT, Seth Luttrell. We can make that happen. Uh, and then also Kyle Robards. Um, well, See, I always want to call him that. It's, 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 anyway, Robarts. The, uh, Kyle left us uh, to go into the real estate business. And uh, Kyle is, uh, there was a famous actor, by the way, named Jason Robards. I hear you typing, uh, by the way, Aaron, so watch out there. But um, 
the Robards was just unbelievable, and he was the women's SID, and I just thought the world of him and thought he was great at what he did. And I hate to see him get out of the business, but Kyle uh, Robards is a guy who uh, has a chance to go make a lot of money in real estate because he's good at that stuff, and his wife's really good at it. And so it's hard for me to begrudge him that opportunity. But I just want to say uh, he did a great job and, and – uh, just really, really, that uh, women's program um, just just did a tremendous job. And everybody always thought Kyle was a former basketball player because he's about six seven or six eight, but he actually grew after he got to college. And so he was a decent player, but not like a D one type player. So he he got all his height after he got out to Abilene Christian. Anyway, we'll miss him. Great dude and a great friend. And Kyle, if you're out there listening. Uh, just know we a uh, big shout out to you. You do an incredible job, and we will miss you. Baylor University will miss you. Aaron, who used to? Who's that sound like? Who used to always say Baylor University? Does that remind you of anything like when you were a kid? Somebody saying, think of a coach's show, and they would always say Baylor University. Who does that sound like? Frank Fallon. No, that's Taft. That's Coach oh, okay. Taft. I was, I was great. Like, it's not ringing a bell, but no, he just had a way about him. Coach Taft would get to talking, and he and he just had a great way about the way he said Baylor University. Now Frank would have been more like Baylor University. Frank had this really kind of cool. I mean, it was not Frank was not over the top with a radio voice. Frank had a Frank. Uh, had more of a, a voice kind of like this as a Baylor. It was very pleasant to listen to. Um, certainly Morris would have, John Morris ha- would have more what you would think of as your classic TV or radio voice. Frank did not really, but Frank, he was Baylor. He, you know, we just got used to that voice over the years. It'd be like, J.J. Uh, Joe drops back to pass. He's got Melvin Bonner down the sideline. Touchdown, Baylor! That's more Frank. Frank had I don't know if it was a nasal, but Frank would go into a different sort of octave there. But uh, but it was legendary because that was Frank. And then Frank would be the voice of the Final Four, and he would say, Akeem Olajuwon, Akeem, you know, and um, that was back when, yeah, Akeem changed his name at some point. But uh, then it was, then it would be like, Clyde Drexler. All right, um. I thought you'd appreciate that, Aaron, you being a former ring announcer at the Sportatorium, me kind of <laughs> doing some – Frank would do some some PA work. And his PA work, he was the voice of the Final Four. And I don't know – John would know how that started, but I think that it was that went on for like 25 or 30 years. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd forgotten about that. But, yes, it was, it was a long time he did that. All right. Um, other news. And again, I'll get in. I'm going to break down some of this Baylor news for you at 3:20. Now, I have put in to talk to Tanner Mordecai, and we'll see. I was tracking. I, I wanted to visit with him because, uh, Aaron, do you know where Tanner Mordecai played his high school football? I do not. Well, that would be Waco Midway, or as we just call it around here, Midway High School. And he was a big-time quarterback, and. Um, and went off to Oklahoma and transferred to SMU, and the news broke over the weekend that he had won the job 
at uh, SMU. So it's very exciting. He hung in there and fought it out like crazy at OU. I was always proud of him because, man, he did not leave the first time he lost the job or, or didn't win. He, he, he hung in there and kept fighting. And uh, at some point, it became obviously that Spencer Rattler was the guy moving forward, so he finally transferred. And he beat out this unbelievable young quarterback that played at Parish, Episco- Parish Episcopal in Dallas named Preston Stone. Preston Stone was an All-American type uh, quarterback, um, I, maybe even what you'd call a five-star quarterback. I don't have that in front of me, but I, he, was, he was huge. Uh, and is maybe, I think, SMU's highest recruit ever. And uh, Tanner Mordecai held him off and has won the job. He was the backup at OU, and he's won the job at SMU. So congratulations to, to Tanner, the Mordecai family. We are excited. And uh, one of the first things I did, Aaron, was reach out to SMU to try to get Tanner on because uh, that's big news. That is big news. Tanner Mordecai. Getting that job at SMU, so that is a uh, that is that is really good. Also, over the weekend, and again, Aaron, you let me know when we get to uh, 15 after because I am uh, I'm flying blind here without my phone. Um, Oh, (laughs) okay. Aaron informs me that we're already there. (laughs) Man, nobody can kill a segment like I can. All right, Aaron. Um, we have arrived at 15 after. The one last thing I was going to say over the weekend, I don't want to spend too much time on this. We'll have a lot of time to ramp up before this Cowboys game. But the Jags and the Cowboys, Cowboys lose 34-14. Cowboys go 0-4 in the preseason. Uh, Aaron, you might have seen me uh, tweet this out. I said uh, McCarthy was not brought here to win preseason games. It, 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 I said it's a good thing because all he does is lose <laughs> preseason games. Now, I don't uh, – that's okay. I don't care about preseason. I don't care about preseason wins. It's a little troubling when some of those guys you have out there, whether it be Kelvin Joseph or that uh, Nashawn, Nashawn Wright, th- that was the second and third-round picks. Those are cornerbacks who you're hoping at some point get into the mix to, to play some defensive back this season. Both those guys got burned badly. Now, I know you're too smart to uh, spend much time, Aaron, watching a lot of uh, preseason football. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I feel like our people expect us to watch it or expect me to. So I do watch some of it. And one of those, in the, I think it was the second quarter, I turned it on. And, or maybe it was before that. It might have been the first quarter. The first score Jacksonville had, they, they, their receiver goes out and he runs a little out and up. And, I mean, it was a very just kind of a – just kind of like, I'm just going to kind of – it wasn't even the greatest route ever. He kind of rounds off a route like he's going to throw it out. And Nishan Wright bites on it. Oh, it was bad. He bites on it, and the kid runs and up. He runs – and he's just wide open <laughs> in the end zone. It was ugly. Yeah, it was I, ugly. I, uh, I watched almost the entire game. I tried to catch the last preseason game. Um, because it affects cut downs and things like that. And, yeah, the two things that jumped out were what you just talked about were the rookie cornerbacks not playing well and how terrible the backup quarterbacks are for the Cowboys and how <laughs> how I have no clue how they think they can go into the season with any of those guys as their number two. It makes no sense. <laughs> and Ben DiNucci got on the field again. He should not he, 
he should have been off the roster after the last preseason game, which I also got to watch a lot of. Like, if, if we could bring in Tanner Mordecai, if the Cowboys could bring in Tanner Mordecai right now, I, I, would, I would feel better about that than some of this. Now, Garrett Gilbert, I guess he came in and did okay. He didn't get a start. He kind of did okay, threw the ball around a little bit, and he also played quarterback at SMU. So who knows about Tanner Mordecai's future, but I am excited to get see the young man from Midway High School get that opportunity with the, with the uh, SMU Mustangs. All right, it is time. Um, we will break down some of what was said in the um, in the Baylor. That was the opening Aranda news conference. I have thoughts. I will share those with you next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. An isolated shower possible early this evening, otherwise becoming mostly clear with a low temperature of 75 degrees. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of an isolated shower or storm. 98 for the high with a heat index of 104 and still very humid on Wednesday with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower or storm and 98. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This Friday night, it's the Derrick Johnson Kickoff Classic at Waco ISD Stadium. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join us as the Waco Lions take on the Hippos of Hutto. Our coverage begins at 6.30 with the pregame show, the kickoff, and all the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waco and Hutto. It's this Friday night at 6.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. It's a new year, which means God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for outside or inside your home or office. Western art and pictures to hang on the wall. Purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. They offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. It's the world's best Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Boy, I tell you, love bragging on the Baylor Club. It has become quite a destination in Waco. And one of the great things, we got a lot of people that stream us in Austin, Houston, Dallas. Um, and they, uh, they, they come in for, for different events in, in, in town. Some of you guys have uh, dropped off. Uh, uh, I know the Dunsworth family just dropped off their son. Other friends of mine have uh, dropped off children there on campus. 
And the Baylor Club is just such a cool place to be able to take family members and meet up with old college friends. Or if you're living in Central Texas, which a lot of you are, you've got the lunch and dinner dining options, casual or formal atmosphere, and that anytime bar and grill, yes, you can order a drink if you need to, an outdoor patio overlooking the football field, and then technology-equipped rooms for private calls, interviews, or meetings. In fact, I've seen some meetings going on. I, I, I kind of faked that I was having a meeting up there recently just because I thought it looked kind of good. Um, now, here's how you get a hold of them. Call the Baylor Club today and inquire about membership. That's 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home. It's 254 710 8080. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Dallas Cowboys preseason ended yesterday with a 34-14 loss to Jacksonville. Now all the attention goes to Tampa Bay in 10 days with Dak Prescott starting his first game in 340 days. The New Orleans Saints are planning to practice at the home of the Dallas Cowboys for three days after evacuating because of Hurricane Ida. The team is scheduled to hold workouts today, tomorrow, and Wednesday at AT&T Stadium. Oklahoma transfer and former Midway Panther Tanner Mordecai has been named the starting quarterback at SMU. Texas Rangers explode and beat the Astros yesterday 13-2. Astros took the series. Rangers start a series with the Rockies at home tonight. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Is uh, Matt Mosley's show here in Sexton alongside. And uh, we got some Cowboys at about 340 that we're going to talk about and, um, and get into with uh, Clarence E. Hill, uh, the beat writer for the Star Telegram. And um, I, I, I was, uh, we need to talk some, some Baylor though. What, right before we talk Baylor, I do, uh, I do want to say that that golf drama yesterday. Aaron, I'm not sure if you caught any of that, but on NBC was unreal. I I, I hope some of you got it. it from about 4.15 to all the way to like 6 o'clock in the evening or 6.30, it was one of the great playoffs I've ever seen in, in PGA golf, uh, in professional golf. It, it was uh, – it, it it came down to Patrick Cantlay, who's a great player, great young American player, um, versus Bryson DeChambeau, who's obviously, you know him. He went to SMU. He's the one who added all the muscle, hits it forever, has won a major, but he's always kind of controversial because he's a hothead, and he's had that thing going. 
uh, with Brooks Kepka, who's also a great golfer. And, I mean, it was uh, that that yesterday. At one point during the round, uh, DeChambeau kind of told Cantlay to ask him to stop moving around. And I think that made Cantley mad. He caught him out of the corner of his eye or something. And they never looked at each other. A lot of times during one of those great playoffs, the players will talk to each other or, or, or dap each other up, give each other a high five if one of them makes a great putt. They didn't do it at all. They ignored each other completely. It was great theater. And on the final hole, Cantley had to make about a 25-, 28-foot putt to even have a chance to put that thing into sudden death. And he sunk it. He sank it. Whoa. I mean, he just bombed that thing in there. Aaron, I just want to say, because we got a lot of golf fans out there, uh, that um, that right there was pretty awesome. Um, a back-and-forth duel for the ages. DeChambeau uh, versus Patrick Kentley. And uh, afterwards, Aaron, some of the crowd had been overserved. And as uh, DeChambeau was walking away, somebody they, he walked past them, and they mouthed off. They said, Brooksy, or something. Way to go, Brooksy, you know, messing with him. And he stormed toward them, ready to do. I feel like if a fan is crazy enough to pop off to DeChambeau at that moment after he's lost in a six-hole playoff, he deserves to get his rear kicked. He deserves to get beat up, and I and I uh, I mean I, I DeChambeau security came and took care of the guy, but I uh, I, I feel like if you're gonna pop off, if you're old enough to drink and, and get drunk and and pop off to a player, uh, as he's walking by, of course they waited till he'd kind of walked on by before they said it, but I think you deserve to to maybe get hit upside the head. Aaron, is that overstating things? Maybe a little much. Maybe, you know, lawsuits and everything. And uh, I'll let, I, If you want to worry about lawsuits, that's fine. Well, I just feel like the guy earned it. The I, guy I, earned it. So, I so, understand, but. Yeah, let, let, the, let, him, let him go after him. No, no, I'm not trying to encourage violence. Aaron, don't get worried here. You're a man who had to probably break up some fights back in your bartending days. You're a man who. Who uh, believes in peace? Believes in peaceful, peaceful I, action. I, I appreciate that. I have seen a lifetime's worth of of those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you haven't gotten in a lot of those. I mean, you're not the biggest guy in the world. Now you may be pretty tough, but I hope you've I hope you've refrained from uh, from from some of those fights over the years. Now, Aaron, um, I, I I'm very interested in talking about. Uh, um, you know, this, uh, and it was interesting because I, I know some folks got to listen to Aranda and what we might do is try to grab some of that. Cause I'd like our people to hear some of what Dave Aranda had to say as well. It was good to have John representing us, uh, John Morris. And then also Lark was over there asking some questions. And I thought Lark, a, a, you know, asked some, some good things, um, you know, talking about Texas state, a team that has had a ton of transfers. This is the team, for people that have forgotten this, this is the, the, the school that basically Aaron did not even go out and get a high school class. 
I mean, I, I, which doesn't make much sense to me. I still think you ought to go out and recruit high schools, and I think they finally might have taken a couple. Or, uh, but but when, when, they, when it was time to have that early signing period or whatever, they didn't take anybody because they had so many transfers. So this will be interesting because Baylor doesn't know a lot about some of the defensive players that Texas State has brought in. Now, some people say, Mosley, it's just Texas State. Eh, watch out here. Watch out here a little bit. SMU had a pretty good team a couple of years ago, and, and I was hanging out that weekend. It was early in the football season. I think I was at the lake. might have been Labor Day weekend. And, and I was kind of watching, and I want to say it was like 28-21 at halftime. SMU may have finally pulled away, but Texas State was giving them all they could. So you can't just walk in there, waltz in, like you're going to show up because you're Baylor, and they're going to lay down for you. It doesn't happen. It's not the way. It's not the way it uh, it it occurs. Now, there was a part of this news conference that stood out to me, and every time Coach Aranda talks about Apu Aika, now his name his real name is like Siaki. Uh, Apu is his nickname. Aika is his last name. Siaki. Anyway, he goes by Apu Aika. Uh, he is Polynesian, and he. I mean, this is, this is a big time. This is a really, this is a future NFL player. He moves people around. And what I loved hearing Coach talk about is how Ica is going to have to occupy the double teams. And, of course, that's going to allow other players to get involved and other players to, to make plays, whether that's Bernard, Petrie, Morgan in the box playing safety, uh, some of those other guys, T.J. Franklin, some of the guys uh, from um, from Temple. It's going to open up some things. He also said something that I really liked. He said uh, he said there there is some uh, alpha factor, and in there, there's there's some I I what I really like about this defense. There's about three guys you could make an argument for the best defensive player on this team. Ica's one of them, Bernard's one of them, and Petrie. They all have a little bit of the alpha to them. Now, Ica has a swagger. He kind of owns things. I think he's become a better teammate. I think he cares a lot about his teammates. I think he's a tremendous person. I think he's a funny guy as well. I think he's going to be a guy that Baylor people love. We we might only get him uh, for about one season. That's how good he is. He may end up going pro pretty quickly, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's just worry about this season so he takes up the double teams but he also needs to blow back the line and kind of win at the line of scrimmage and push the line back the other way and coach thinks he can do that so there's a lot of things I mentioned there and I think there's a lot of importance I think some of the other things that came up today was Gary Bohannon and um, the belief that 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 Gary, you know, proved that he's ready, and uh, in in both the spring game and then the, the second um, game they they had the other day the scrimmage, all the adversity that came his way, everything he had to handle, he handled it better than not only the other quarterbacks but other position groups on the team, and I thought that was interesting that the coach felt like the players and the team needed Gary, uh, they, they needed a decision to be made, 
and he felt like the players, the way they were responding to Gary Bohannon Jr., they were they were ready for the decision to be made, and that's how Gary be, uh, became the quarterback. They, they they feel like everybody's responding to him. This still doesn't change the fact that this is a team right now that ha- could be borderline elite on defense, and we don't know what it is on offense. They've got a young, um, they've got a young O line coach. I like the guy, Mateos, Eric Mateos. I like the guy. I really do. But he's young. He wasn't their first choice. They've brought him in. I think he's connected with these linemen. But the offensive line um, kind of it, 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 it undermined everything last season, even the last couple seasons in some ways. One of the reasons Charlie took so many shots, this offensive line was not what it needed to be. So they got a, they got several guys who are kind of either or type propositions uh, along the offensive line, and I think it's something that you're really going to have to watch. Okay, who establishes themselves? Is Connor Galvin the alpha of that group? I think he is. I think he's good. Zay Newman, X the X Man. You know, is he ready to step in there and be what you need him to be? This is a offensive line that needs to take the next step. And um, a lot of times we say a team's going to go as long as a quarterback will take it, long as a running back. Hey, they're good. They've got some talent at at the perimeter. And Ebner and this Abram Smith are both guys. Abram Smith likes running over people. Ebner is a home run hitter, and he catches the ball out of the backfield. This team is is going to be either – Eight and four, eight and five, whatever the case may be, or four and seven, four and eight, based on how, in my mind, this line comes along. Now, you've got a few games early that you hope to kind of get this thing into gear a little bit. You're glad to play Kansas fairly early, not a great team. You're hoping Texas State isn't so stocked up and it doesn't really have it flowing yet and you'll be okay on the road. But you never know. You never know about what that atmosphere is going to like, uh, be like, and, and I, I think the you need the O-line to blow open some holes. If you go into a season and, and, and you struggle like you did last year and, and you average uh, 2.4 yards or 2.8 yards a carry or whatever it was, you can't win. You can't win like that. You'll win some non-conference games but you won't win big and you won't be impressive in the in the uh, you know so part of what Gary does is provide enough of a threat as a runner as an effective runner and a big powerful guy that you have to respect him he can be hopefully helped by the offense but he can help this offense okay and 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 that is why he is the quarterback because he, he, they feel like he complements what Grimes is trying to do the most. All right, a lot more to say on that in the coming days. And I would like to, uh, uh, John was so uh, kind to, and we've got all the audio, obviously, of the uh, news conference. Uh, I would like to, to let you hear some of that tomorrow, and, and we'll have some of that, because that, uh, that Apu Aika stuff is fascinating to me. And I, and I really want to see where he goes and what he's able to become uh, for the Baylor Bears. All right, Matt Mosley Show.
Aaron Sexton alongside. It is time to talk about these Dallas Cowboys. Anything to be worried about with this 0-4 preseason? Or is everything ready to roll? We talked to uh, longtime uh, sports writer Clarence E. Hill of the Star-Telegram next. Baylor football lives here. And the 2021 season opener is this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears against Texas State. 4 p.m. Saturday for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, hosted by Derek Smith, live from San Marcos. 6 p.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Bobcats. Baylor, Texas State, this Saturday here on the flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat. Ooh, I love talking about him. Your friend in the car business. Of course, we are in that hot time of the year. They got some hot deals out there, turning up the heat at the the new lineup of Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. Make uh, boy, make 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 this make some time to go by and check out the summer event going on. 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star. Total values up to six thousand two hundred fifty dollars, or two point nine percent for seventy two months plus. $2,000 bonus cash. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. Also, the new 2021 Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values of $3,500. Or you can do 0% for 48 months plus a $2,000 bonus cash. All right? Oh, yeah. They got some pre-owned out there as well that are great. But, boy, these new deals, they're, they're really, really some great deals in that 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L, the beautiful, rugged, third-row seat Jeep with the incredible Jeep arriving daily. You're going to fall in love with the Grand Cherokee L. Get out there and see Alan Samuels and my friend Ted Teague. Get out there and do that today. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com. 
It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Dallas Cowboys preseason ended yesterday with a 34-14 loss to Jacksonville. Now all the attention goes to Tampa Bay in 10 days with Dak Prescott starting his first game in 340 days. The New Orleans Saints are planning to practice at the home of the Dallas Cowboys for three days after evacuating because of Hurricane Ida. The team is scheduled to hold workouts today, tomorrow, and Wednesday at AT&T Stadium. Oklahoma transfer and former Midway Panther Tanner Mordecai has been named the starting quarterback at SMU. Texas Rangers explode and beat the Astros yesterday 13-2. Astros took the series. Rangers start a series with the Rockies at home tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Thank goodness the preseason is over. It is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Clarence Hill joining us now from the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I know no one's more excited to have the preseason over with after that scintillating 34-14 loss to Jacksonville. Clarence, is there anything worse than the final game of uh, of uh, of NFL preseason, no, there's nothing worse, and, and especially for a team that, you know, as Stephen Jones said, they set their 40 best players. Okay, so you set your 40 best players, and there's not many roster decisions. I know there's some seam heads who want to get into the 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 tenth or eleventh tackle, and the you know who are you going to keep as your Six to seventh linebacker and your sixth <laughs> receiver and Archer. all of that mumbo jumbo, but no, it, it was bad football. We knew it was going to be bad football, and yeah, we're ready to go. Everybody's ready to go for the regular season. The Cowboys' focus has been about Tampa. It was about keeping all their frontline stars healthy and out of harm's way so they can play against Tampa. The best thing the Cowboys did in the preseason, they didn't have any major injuries. Yeah, I think that was good. Although it had some COVID, had some COVID protocol type issues. Um, C.D. Lamb stepping away for uh, for a few days. Now they got uh, Hooker and some of these guys back in. Um, what do you think about uh, C.D. Had an incredible camp, as you've documented and talked about on this very show. Um, what do you think about him getting back up to speed? And 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 what are you hearing about him? Because obviously they need to get him back and get him going again. Yeah, McCarthy said everybody should be back. When they resume practice on Thursday, everybody should be back. And I don't think there was any major concerns. And the best news is it happened when it happened. It happened, you know, the third week of preseason. The Cowboys played four, four preseason games. You know, the Colts had guys that, that got tapped out today, you know, and, and, you know, after preseason was over. And now you worry about, are they going to be back for the season opener? But CD and all, all the guys who are out should be back and ready to go for the season opener. And we didn't need to see these last, to see 
CD anyway because he has been the most impressive performer in training camp. We know what he can do. Again, keep him out of harm's way. Keep him ready to go. Just a matter of how was his conditioning and all of those stuff, getting ready for the opener. And they should have enough time once that, enough time to get that going. He won the first team when Dak Prescott takes snaps with the first team on Thursday in practice. CD and all the guys should be there. They should have enough time to get ready for Tampa Bay. Okay, and then we can worry about something else. We can uh, we can we can bide our time, kind of worrying and struggling about uh, Dak, what he's going to look like when he gets back out there. Talking to Clarence E. Hill, Star Telegram, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All right, here's a here's an area of the team I'm kind of wondering about um, that the interior defensive line. This team's been known over the years to kind of just get by with people there. This year, this this new rookie, and they held him out of that game the other day, which may be a sign that um, I'll let you say no, his name. I'm still working on it. They didn't want to get him hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But uh, Brent Urban. I mean, let's not make it more than that, Brent. <laughs> I'm not trying. Although somebody compared Tristan Hill to Warren Sapp one time, I think it was one of those coaches. Yeah, the UCF, um, uh, you know, the guy used to be at Miami to- told me that uh, Tristan Hill had some Warren Sapp in him. My gosh, I, well, maybe someday we'll see Tristan Hill on the field. But I mean, when we're talking about, it looks like these linebackers are good. Safety's a little bit of a question mark for me and cornerback. But what about that interior defensive line? Do you think they can kind of hold the fort till they get Gallimore back in there? Yeah, and, and that's the great thing. And it's funny because, you know, we're, we're everybody's so into the Cowboys. And they say Gallimore's great. Gallimore was a third-round pick from last year. He was never going to be Warren Sapp either. Let's, 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 can we be honest about this? <laughs> He was never, never going to be Warren Sapp either. Okay? I don't even think that's his ceiling. You know, the, the, the funny thing is, and the interesting thing is, the Cowboys have not had a decent defensive tackle since Jay Ratliff went after Jerry Jones. I mean, they got a good year out of, of, of Jason Hatcher, okay? No, and wait, hold a, on. And, Jer- and, my guy, Jeremy Melton, or Henry Melton, okay? Because <laughs> I love Henry. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a Pro Bowl defensive tackle. His best year was in Chicago in the Rod, not in Dallas. His best, you know, he got here and got hurt. His best performances at defensive tackle were in Chicago under Rod, not in Dallas. I love yeah. Henry Duff, Longhorn, great vine, all of that. We, you know, I'm down with, with Henry and his whole family. Okay. Yeah. But well, you're going, the, you're going back to like, um, like Spears to and some of those three, guys. Yeah. You need an interior rusher. Okay. They call, you know, you needed a pass rushing presence from the tackle position. They haven't had that. They haven't had that type of talent there. A pass rusher inside, pass rusher from tackle. That's when, when, when that Tampa 2 and those four threes work, they have a Warren staff there. You know, you go back to the great Cowboy teams of the, uh, of the 70s, 80s, when they had great defensive tackle play. You know, you go back to Leroy Glover. They haven't had that type of tackle play. So I'm with you. I'm trying to step with you. You yeah. need, you do need interior tackle play. You know that that helps those linebackers run free. You know you need somebody that's going, you know, going to hold up some people so those linebackers can be their best. You want Marcus Parsons to be his best. Have some big uglies in the middle of that defense holding some things up. 
Why do you think Ray Lewis was good? I mean, they helped him be good. You know, have those big guys up front. That's going to help Michael Parsons, uh, Leighton Van Der Jalen Smith, all those guys reach their full potential. You have some guys up front that are holding people up. Certainly, you like Osa Odigizua. I think I said his name right. I know you didn't <laughs> want to try it. You still like third-round pick. Odigizua, that's it. Let's go with that. Uh, he's okay. going to fill in for Tristan Hill. But, you know, they're going to have to be in a rotation. Uh, you, you got, uh, you know, Brent Urban, the free agent uh, signee, uh, not Calvin Watkins, but Carlos Watkins, mm-hmm. another free agent mm-hmm. signee. They're going to be the nose tackle there in the middle of that defense. The, uh, big Quentin Bohanna, uh, big 330-pound nose tackle. He's going to be in the middle. Of, they're going to rotate all those guys, you know, uh, and, and try to hold the fort to – to the great Neville Gallimore comes back, and Neville Gallimore's had a great <laughs> offseason. He, he, he's had a great offseason, but he was the best of what they had. Yeah. So what are we measuring against? That's all I'm saying. What are we measuring against? He was the best of what they had to tackle, but but no one was putting him on any preseason uh, all-conference list or all-American list or even all-NFL list. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest we, about that. We are good at elevating these guys more than they should right. be, and we did the same thing with Malik Collins. And then – I show I, he showed yeah. up in one of these most recent games and boy he looked like a house of fire. Oh Malik, he just showing up in the he middle of somebody's line. Down. Where? <laughs> he plays for the Texans. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it is. Uh, it's uh, it's the Matt Mosley show. Uh, Clarence E. Hill joining us. Now let's get down to what's really important. What everybody obsesses with around here. And it's the backup quarterback situation. Now, Tuesday, they got to do this cut. And everybody talks about, oh, this is awful. Oh, and, of course, this is the great storyline every year. We got, we could keep 65 people. We got more talent than ever. Okay, great, Steven. Good job. You've acquired a million great players. That's all awesome. But their backups keep getting beat by everybody else's backups in the preseason. I mean, they can't win a preseason game because the backups suck. Yeah, but they're deep. They're deep. They saved 40 guys. They saved 40 guys from playing, okay? So they got the best top 40 maybe in the NFL. Now, will you do you, do you think they'll actually, uh, Clarence, go looking around for a quarterback, or are they going to go with this slop that they have right now with either Garrett Gilbert or, or Cooper Rush? How do you think they'll handle this thing? I mean, the Cowboys are known to be hard hit. And I, I, and, and, and I, I think that, you know, you know at least – they want to go cheap. They they are trying like the Dickens. They're beating their head against the wall. They're going to make something out of Cooper Rush and Garrett Gilbert as the backup quarterback and hope like hell that Dak Prescott stays healthy, which is what he did the first four years of his career. Of course, he didn't do that last year, and he couldn't get through four practice days by getting healthy this year. I mean, you would think they would learn from the, the mistakes of the uh, at least experiences of the last year, you know, and say that we probably need to get some insurance if – we want to maximize the potential. It's not like you don't expect Dak to miss 11 games, but if he has to miss two or three games, at least someone that can hold the fort so you can still realize your dreams. You know, for a guy like Mike McCarthy, who's clearly on the hot seat, you know, I can't believe he wants to go into the season with Cooper Rush and Garrett Gilbert as backup quarterback. The question is, who do they go get? Who is out there? Can they afford to do that? Would you trade for a guy like Nick Foles and take his contract? Would you wait chance and wait for him to get cut? And try to come. Wouldn't Nick Foles even come after way Jerry Jones dissed him a couple of years ago? Yeah, that's a good point. But I, I think he would. I think he would. But uh, and people say, well, what? How good did it do? How much did Dalton help him? Well, 
again, the point is you don't bring these guys in thinking they'll be, you know, they'll play ten games. You bring them in thinking hopefully they could get you through two to three games or something. And boy, the no, that, verdicts out people, on that deal with these guys. And, and, and what people felt about us last year with Dalton, not only did was Dak out, but Dalton had to play with with a horrible offensive line. You know that, that you you didn't have your two tackles. You were Correct. having like twenty five different offensive line units. So you know this was not the line that the Cowboys hoped for Dalton or any quarterback to play behind. I agree, and uh, but boy, we still let's all let's all talk about if Terrence Steele or one of these other guys is going to make the they team as a as a second swing tackle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, real quick, I got to go here. We got to go, but. Um, Sark says today, Hudson cards earn the right to be the starter versus these raging Cajuns. But somewhere in this game, Casey's going to get the opportunities as well. I thought Thompson was unbelievable in that bowl game. I mean, this kid came in and lit the world on fire. And yet Sark is going to go with Hudson card. Are, are you kind of uh, I trust in Sark guy right now, or were you mildly surprised by the Longhorns deciding to go with Hudson Card as the starter? No, I'm not surprised. And I'm going to trust with Stark. I mean, I, I think both guys are going to play. I don't think the season is going to go smoothly where, where you know, one guy is going to take the mantle and run with it. I think that, that, that Thompson will get his opportunity. A Card is a higher-rated recruit. I'm sure he looks better in practice. He's a guy that he's big, tall, has a beautiful arm. That looks great in practice. You know, Casey's smaller. I think he's more of a gamer. You know, I don't think he was great in practice last, in the last couple of years, but he certainly, the light certainly turned on for him during games. Uh, and he'll get his opportunity because, you know what, it's, it's not about how things look when things are pretty. It's, it's what do you do when, for off-schedule stuff. And that's the thing that we don't know about Carr, the thing that we saw from Thompson last year in that bowl game. So I think Thompson will get his opportunity, but certainly uh, I'm sure Carr looked better in practice. All right. We will welcome the Longhorns to Waco, Texas on October 30th. Bring them, bring them on for what could be one of the final matchups between the Bears and the Longhorns. October 30th, baby, right there at McLean, hard by the Brazos River. Bring it on to town and bring that steer with you. Bring Big Bertha, yeah, we, bring the we, whole we, gang we with you. Worry, we always worry about the cockroaches. We always worry about the cockroaches. <laughs> play, play that little song y'all play at the end of games. <laughs> no, I don't play those. I don't. I don't. It's the four games. I don't. I don't sing that song anymore. Okay. All right. All right. You can join us in the good old that, Baylor line. That, that song. I don't do the, the eyes of the South. <laughs> the Baylor line, from what I know, has a little better history. All right. So join yeah. us in that rendition. Well, but not, 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 not the uh, founders of Baylor, though. We, we can talk about that too. Okay. You're breaking up. Uh, there he goes, <laughs> Clarence E. Hill. Of the Star <laughs> Telegram. Thank you, Clarence. All right, man. There he goes, my good pal, over the years. Covers the Cowboys well for the Fort Worth Star Telegram. And that is it for the Matt Mosley Show. Really good job today. Aaron Sexton digging in as always. Tom Barfield standing by to take you all the way until 6 o'clock. It is game time next. 
This Friday night, it's the Derrick Johnson Kickoff Classic at Waco ISD Stadium. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join us as the Waco Lions take on the Hippos of Hutto. Our coverage begins at 6.30 with the pregame show, the kickoff, and all the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waco and Hutto. It's this Friday night at 6.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Walk on Sports Bistro in Waco, a place where over-the-top enthusiasm and culture is the daily norm. Come watch your game with us and enjoy mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine. Prepare fresh enough from scratch kitchen. Enjoy wings, burgers, po'boys, seafood, and alligator. And don't forget the Boom Boom Shrimp. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. till close. And all day Sunday, walk on Sports Bistro in Waco. Check us out online at locations.walk-ons.com. Walk ons in Waco, where everyone is treated like family. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted 